This episode of A Gentleman's Cough Law Podcast is sponsored by Phoenix Shaving and Audible.com. You are listening to The Gentleman's Cough Law Podcast. Listener beware. Rise and shine, the liquor store is open. I ain't got time for moping. I best be on my way, well I still got time to save my reputation. Time to go day drinking in this dirty little town. Good afternoon everyone, welcome to the Gentleman's Cough Law Podcast, the podcast for the rebel and the renaissance man. I'm your host, Jordan Crowder, and with me... As usual, is the Don, Donovan Fowler, and from the Great White North, Johnny Boy. How you guys doing? Hey, hey fantastic, fantastic. How you doing, Jordan? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I've got a little bit of a you know it's allergy season again, so I went into a sneezing fit uh, yesterday for 20 minutes, where I went uh, I wasn't I was sneezing nonstop and. Uh, I couldn't stop it. Sounds I had no healthy. control over it. Yeah, it was fun. Sometimes I get confused. Do you need Kleenex? Sometimes my brain goes to sanitary napkins, but that's a whole other thing for a whole other reason. What are sanitary napkins? Let's not go there. Oh, are those like uh, wipes? You're talking about wipes? You used to keep them in your wallet, I remember. It looked like <laughs> people would always get uncomfortable when you pulled them out because they looked like little condom packets you were putting well, out of your was- wallet. To be fair, this was the pre-Purell age. Indeed. <laughs> so, um, you gotta I, have options. I remember the first time uh, I gave you Purell, you I, you asked, do you have anything to wash your hands or whatever? And I I said, yeah, sure. I pulled out Purell and I squirted it in your hands and you just held it in front of you like, do you have any water? <laughs> <laughs> I think we were in that far hallway yeah. headed towards the art section in, in high school. Yeah. Was that right? <laughs> yeah, that, that left a mark. But then that forever uh, became a, you know, fi- became another fixation for you, for your OCD. Now you probably carry that stuff everywhere. <laughs> actually, actually, I don't. I've overcome. Really? Well. I have. I have succeeded from the OCD of cleanliness. Well, good, good for you. Uh, <laughs> I have a stigma against Purell because, um, what was it? It was like, I think my mom, when I was a kid, convinced me that uh, Purell was like going to lead to a super virus or something. Uh, I remember hearing that. People always say that crap. Essentially, like, essentially, yeah, basically uh, that, you know, if you use it too much, eventually your immunities, I don't know. I, I, I didn't use it expressly. I don't, I don't think it matters for me. Let, let's start off with a little bit of housekeeping here. Um, John, what do you got there? What are you? I've got a lovely Irish coffee. Irish coffee. And I can't complain. And uh, we are drinking some World Market uh, espresso uh, blend. Yes, that, that is. Actually, I'm drinking the cold brew uh Oh, you uh, have the cold mix brew. like that you get at Trader Joe's. Like oh, you, okay. One part cold brew, two parts water, and uh, it's lovely. I've got um, rubbery. I've been uh, putting this this called Thrive Six mushroom powder in my coffee. It's mm. Supposed to make you more focused, but it also uh, when you get to the bottom of the cup, it tastes like uh, you're uh, drinking uh, something that uh, that a tree pooped out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay, so. But, in a good way? <laughs> in a good way. In, a, yeah. in, in the best, in the most delightful <laughs> way. Um, let me ask you, so can you tell a uh, a noticeable difference 
that you've been drinking that because I had a similar thing with bulletproof coffee yeah. where the first day I tried it, I was like, I'm so focused, you know, crush it. And, uh, and then afterwards I was like, eh, I don't know if this is really working. I think it's, it's actually for me, it's ramped up more so over time because I've only been, I'm on my second week now and they say okay. it take, takes two to three weeks and oh, I'm noticing okay. more of a change now, but the first day I didn't feel anything, <laughs> but I don't know. We'll see where it goes. It's supposed to be good for your immune system like that. It's done anything for me with my allergies this week, but uh, I don't know. Good for your brain, all that stuff. Um, and cool. uh, after talking about stuff that's good for you, I am smoking my Stanwell brush pipe. The best. And in it, I've got some hazelnut blend uh, from uh, uh, from uh, uh, Tobacco Junction. Mm-hmm. Mm, I smells, wish I could smell it. It smells like like I'm smoking Nutella in pipe tobacco. Lovely. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, later on in the show, we're going to have uh, returning guest uh, Bobby Henline, the well done comedian. He's going to talk to us about some other projects he's got going on. Maybe a little bit, a little, a little bit of uh, cigars, a little bit of whiskey. <laughs> I am looking forward to that. Always good with the cigars and whiskey. Um, all right. Uh, what, what's going on in, uh, in, in the news here, guys? Any, anything uh, come up this week that was interesting? Well, for in the Great White North, I can tell you this. Uh, Quebec has hit a new average high for gas prices. Oh, now, really? if I convert it to gallons for you guys, it's about five seventy a gallon. Really? Which is significantly a high, I would I would say. That's pretty high. Yeah. That is really high. Although yeah. there are some and places in Los Angeles sometimes that I see that are like up there in like five fifty gallon or something. But it depends. Depends on the area. But for average, yeah. that's that sucks. That that's pretty high. And another another news story that came out this week. Uh, so just Montreal is about half hour from the American border. Yeah. And the the closest, I guess, main town would be Plattsburgh, New York. And yeah, it turns out there's some good old Plattsburgh. Uh, an organization in, in Plattsburgh is handing out flyers to migrants and giving them tips on how to cross the border into Canada illegally and even telling them what to expect when they meet a border guard. So well, that's uh, why, interesting. Why would anybody yeah. be fleeing to Canada? <laughs> well, that's a whole other bucket of worms they, they probably they probably saw the handmaid's tale yeah and thought the handmaid that's uh, the funniest thing about the handmaid's tale is they like it's uh you know it's like this kind of this uh uh what do you call it like a like an orwellian kind of world and uh you know there's no free speech there's no you know everyone's taken over yet they're all uh fleeing to canada which i'm like <laughs> what I, in the real world <laughs> canada has no free speech and they have a very overreaching government what i find funny is these migrants that are being given these pamphlets yeah. they they probably think oh man these guys are so nice they're helping us out but the people handing out the pamphlets are like, no, we want you gone. This is why we're giving them to you. Move on down the line. <laughs> and they don't realize. The mount- the Mounties are going to have their hands full. Just put it that way. Have you guys seen this story about uh, a woman delivered her own baby in a hotel in Turkey okay. using nothing but YouTube videos for reference? shoestrings and a pocket knife. That's how I did my appendectomy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's, yeah. uh, that sounds like a... 
Yeah, she, apparently she watched crash a, course in she, childhood. Yeah, she, apparently she watched a YouTube video, um, figured out how to do it, and uh, did it in the bathtub, I guess. And uh, wow. the problem was she had to fly back home the next day, and then the, the baby didn't have a passport, so there was that whole uh, whole debacle. But apparently that the baby's is an totally issue. fine. I feel like that sounds like a punchline to like a, a joke. Like, like, did you hear about this? Uh, did you hear about you know, this? Like, a uh, woman gave birth to a baby in a bathtub. The only thing was uh, she had to fly home and baby didn't have a passport. <laughs> <laughs> like, Shut up, Jay Leno. No, uh, no but uh, that actually, that is, I don't want to know I, I don't know a whole lot about uh, uh, birth and babies, to quote uh, uh, Gone with the Wind, but I don't want to think about what the pocket knife was needed for. I think it was for the umbilical cord. Oh, okay. Oh, well, in that case. Yeah, I, I think the shoestring and the pocket knife off. were the only Oof. tools, and they were both used for the umbilical cord. Yikes. Well, still. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I, I, I hope she had a bottle of Purell, at least, or at the very least, a handy wipe in her wallet. <laughs> People, this is why we don't need to go the doctor no um, you know i'm i'm all for do it yourself but correct me if i'm wrong that's a little extreme yeah i don't think she planned it though i think she was just like well i'm in turkey i kind of want to have this baby i kind of i kind of want to see the uh the the youtube video that she that, that was explaining this like how did that how it's did that all go like down? over the over the head like over the table shots like tutorials like <laughs> no or, or like or or it's just like terrible or it's a a um a cell phone recording of a video on, <laughs> yeah. on tv she's like yeah. damn it can they hold the camera straight yeah could you oh, at man. least have used a lav mic or something on no, this so i could hear you better um oh. well i i i will say this does uh prove my point that human beings are very resourceful and resilient creatures and uh sometimes people get a little bit too uh get a little bit too caught up in and what we may need or, you know, all the, the comforts of civilization. I always wonder, like, I know that, like, their childbirth is a big ordeal. There's a lot involved with it. Sure. But I always think, like, like as much as there is now surrounding a pregnancy, like, what was it like before all this stuff? Well, like, it was just like you would be at home, right? And it would just yeah. kind of like... <laughs> It wasn't, much. it wasn't... Uh, well, isn't that what midwives were for, basically? Yeah. Like, they would... Mm-hmm. Uh, they would help with all that. Did you ever see the, <laughs> all that? <laughs> or you all just, that. or you know, like uh, apocalypto style, you just get stuck at the bottom of a well, and then or, you, uh, you know, or like, uh, did you see? Uh, did you guys see Quiet, uh, Quiet Place? Yes. When she yes. there was a baby in silence. That's that's a great scene. Oh, I don't it want is. to ruin the. Oh Jeez, crap! Spoiler, spoiler alert. alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! I'll cut it out. No, no, I won't. Okay. If you haven't seen Quiet While we're on the theme of DIY, yeah. um, my suggestion, I don't know if you guys have ever seen this. It's called Alone in the Wilderness. It's a documentary that I, I think they aired on PBS a long time ago. And there was this guy named Richard Prenicky, and he built a cabin by himself, by hand, with hand tools in Alaska, and lived like the last 40 years of his life out there. Really? Uh, it's, a, it's a very humbling documentary. See, See, there's there's guys like that who I think are actually intelligent and like probably have 
the right attitude when it comes to life, and that's why they survive out there. And then there's and then you guys, got guys that have trouble putting up a pup tent. Well, or there's guys like Into the Wild kid who essentially went out to find himself, overstayed his welcome, couldn't make it back, and then ended up dying because he ate the wrong berries. So mm. it's a bit of a crapshoot, but got I a think little, a little confident, uh, overconfident with those berries. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. That was one of the things that bugged me about that movie is like Sean Penn paints it as such like a like a I don't know like an admirable thing, but I'm just kind of like this yeah, guy. There, there's nothing noble about idiot. starving to death because you ate the wrong berries. Yeah, and I guarantee you that 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 kid was it. It wasn't fun. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> it was. It was. It was. It was not a good way to go. But that being said, I'd love to build a log cabin out I, in the middle. Of I nowhere. just think if I were in the wild, I'd just avoid the berries, the or bears. watch which ones the bears are eating. Yeah, and then hopefully, <laughs> if you don't go the route of Timothy Treadwell, you'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Did you know? Here's a fun fact. Did you know that Timothy Treadwell that he was like in the top. Uh, like you know that movie, the the show Cheers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was in the like the top three uh, choices for the um, Woody Harrelson role in that. Really? Yeah, he was an actor. He was like a failed actor, which I don't think they really cover in the documentary. Really? Yeah, they but, do. I think uh, Werner Herzog mentions it. Oh. Um, but uh, I, I didn't know he was up for the part in Cheers. Yeah, it's wild. Maybe, maybe they talk about it. I, mean, I might have missed that it part. It broke him. <laughs> it broke him, and uh, he. Uh, he ended up uh, hugging the bear in all the wrong ways. He ended up feeding the bear yeah. in the in all the wrong ways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So obviously, like on one side of the spectrum, you have those who go out into the wilderness and build their own cabin. On a, And on the other side of the spectrum, you may find this guy, this 30-year-old, was being evicted from his parents' house. Um, and... Is very. I don't know. I, I wouldn't even call it that interesting of a story. I think the. I, I think it was definitely like it was like you watched it in something, um, like it was like something out of a TV show. What I want to know Awkward. is why he would need to be evicted. I mean, if you're his parents, couldn't you just uh, you know when he runs out to go get some new Cheetos to play his Change Xbox? Couldn't you just lock him out? <laughs> I, yeah, that's a good, that's a good question. He seems like a bit of a shut in. If you look at this guy, here's, here's one thing. I, here's a question that I have. My primary question was, why is this guy uh, living with his parents when he could be making a perfectly good living off of, uh, uh, being a Rasputin, uh, lookalike? Because he, or selling comic books in the Simpsons. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, no, but I mean, the guy looks like kind of a shut in. I mean, the, the whole story here is that like he did a CNN interview, which I would not, I'll leave it to our viewers <laughs> or our listeners to actually look it up. It's very cringeworthy, but, um, it, uh, there's clearly something off with this guy. Like I can see why his parents would want to get rid of him, but at the same time, there's like something i don't know i've I've heard a lot of people say oh he's like clearly not right in the head well i i I think he probably has some issues but i I don't think he's an unfortunate fellow in terms of mental faculties i think he's just kind of uh unsocialized yeah and you know if you're living with your parents until you're 30 that that kind of lends itself to being unsocialized right and yeah. uh, I, I don't know what he was trying to accomplish with the interview. I don't know what point he was trying to make or what, what good he thought would come of it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't. I mean, I feel like if he does have a mental issue, that's its own thing. But I feel like if you're the parents and you're raising him, why why do you have to take it to court? Well, just be like. Get the hell out of my house. Well, they, they, <laughs> apparently they gave him like five, like it sounded okay. like it got to the point where I, I kind of wonder, like, I, I wonder about this guy. Like he probably is a very difficult person to deal with. And I think eventually he just would not leave. Like that was the thing. Like his parents gave him like five, like five eviction letters. He's like Bob. And what about Bob? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he's never he's not gone. gone. He's never gone. <laughs> Imagine insert Richard Dreyfus <laughs> into this situation. No, but um, I, I would say, uh, yeah, I, I think this guy has some stuff to deal with. Maybe he should pick up uh, Jordan Peterson's uh, 12 rules for life. Or maybe we should just, just, uh, Send to Jocko Willink over to his house. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think Jocko Willink would murder this guy. <laughs> I think he would like, yeah, straight up, straight up murder him and send them uh, both over. And Peterson would be like, no, I think uh, uh, the the crux of the matter is you, you have to leave. <laughs> and and Willink would just be like, get some yeah. out. Jocko, Jocko would just drown him in a vat of uh, a pomegranate white tea. <laughs> you gotta drink this and then just do it. You gotta drink this and you gotta deadlift. Good. 900 pounds. <laughs> Alright, uh, you know what? Let's take a quick break and we'll be back. Scofflaws. This month we're announcing our new Gentleman Scofflaw Book Club. But before then, I want to take a minute to tell you about Audible's audiobook service. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're thinking. Another Audible podcast ad? Why does everyone who podcasts promote Audible? The truth is I felt the same way. And uh, before I started using Audible myself, I thought, audiobooks, isn't that cheating? I mean, that's not real reading, right? So I smugly stuck to my convictions and I just didn't read anything. Ouch. Then about a year and a half ago, I started a free trial. Now, this is real. I'm not making this up. And I have listened to 16 books this past year. Basically, a book every month, sometimes a little more. Yeah, I I loved it that much. And I keep this habit going now and listen to books about self-improvement that have helped me grow and learn tremendously. And, you know, audio books and Audible, through Audible, make it convenient. I listen to them when rucking or, you know, washing the car or, you know, running errands around town, driving, and I've never read so many books in such a short period. And uh, that's why we are launching the Gentleman's Scofflaw Book Club. For you other gents out there that care about making changes in your own life and in the lives of others, we're going to listen to a book to month together and discuss them on our Facebook group. So this month we're reading John Acuff's Finish, which is an amazing read. It just shatters all the ideas you have about accomplishing life goals. And John Acuff is a best-selling author, and he is absolutely hilarious, like funny in a real like stand-up comic sort of way, not in an academic author trying to be funny sort of way. So if you want to improve your own goals and want to join in on the conversation, go to audibletrial.com slash gentscofflaw and download your free copy of Finish by John Acuff. Using that link, of course, you know, helps save you money, but it also helps support our podcast. That's audibletrial.com slash gentscofflaw and join the ranks of elite readers. That sounded pretentious. Uh, Just join because it's fun and it's good for you. audibletrial.com slash gentscofflaw. So uh, Donovan here, um, 
you did the Bear Grill Survival. Ch- is it Bear Grill Survival Challenge? What's uh, it called? I think it's. I you know what I have the patch at home. I don't exactly know, but it's Wait, something. Do they give you the a patch too? They give you a um yeah. Well, they give you like a little Velcro like rubber thing. It's it's not a go ruck patch. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> oh right. It may so be, I get. It I may keep, be similar. I already but know the tenor of how you patch. feel about this. That if you're saying stuff like that, how well, was the challenge? It was great. I mean, I actually um so. I got invited to it because I, uh, I'm as being, uh, I'm in the, you know, filmmaking and videography. I got invited to, um, interview Bear Grylls, but unfortunately that didn't work out the way we planned because of his schedule. So, um, they were like, well, do you want to just run the course? And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. Cause it's like, you know, I mean, it's a pretty penny to enter in and it's, you know, out it's, there in Santa Clarita, it's, quite it's on the a production, ranch. right? Yeah, it's it's a big uh, kind of you know they put it together on uh, the Blue Cloud Movie Ranch, which is where they shot American Sniper and Iron Man and a bunch of just basically any desert you know kind of setting, like whether it's in the Middle East or it, like Western. I think they shoot a lot of stuff out there. So, anyways, we go in, and uh, you know it was uh, it was a cool group of people. It was kind of a race. It wasn't so much like a group effort. It's very individualistic in that yeah. way. So um, I guess without giving like too much away, because I'll like say I, I would recommend it for people because it was a lot of fun. But like they just you know you, you get put through a bunch of stuff. You know you eat uh, eat crickets and uh, you uh, cover yourself in mud. And you, uh, I feel like the else? mud thing. I feel like that's the thing in all these obstacle races. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think like that's that big in, a deal. In this case, it, it, well, I would have to say that the, um, the mud in this case like serves a purpose because I didn't wear sunscreen and I, you know, you're out there for like, <laughs> you know, you're just like Rambo putting it I on. Am, well, shield th- me from that, the UV that's, rays. That's the idea is that yeah. like that, like it, it does create a layer. And what the funny thing is, is that you're running up these hills and stuff. So at one point, I mean, we were like 2000 like feet, like yeah. elevation, which isn't that high, but it's high enough that the wind starts to kick up. And if you're not wearing a windbreaker, it's a little like, it's a little chilly. So, um, the the mud acts as a acts as sunscreen and a windbreaker. It's oh. it's funny, but that all that aside, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, there was a lot of like fun challenges. You throw knives, you shoot. Uh, you know, they they had BB guns. It wasn't like you actually shot rifles, but you know, you shoot a BB gun. Do they at, sh- a, at a pretty? I was surprised. At each other. Not at each other. Aww. I was actually expecting. Um, I would have found airsoft or something. I w- well, they they there was talk that there was going to be like that you were going to get shot at with paintball guns. Oh, that'd be that'd when be you fun. ran through the like American sniper Middle Eastern town kind of thing. Yeah, but um, that did not happen. Although you did have this thing where you run through there and you uh you know stuff is on fire and you've got these like operators like special forces guys who are leading you through kind of a war zone and people are shooting you know something i don't know if it was blanks yeah and then you have uh if you go to the wrong place you hit an ied 
and it's just a crazy guy with a rubber knife who comes out and chases you. <laughs> so, I feel like you skipped on the production value with that portion of it. It's like, dude. How do I, we recreate an IED that's it's, not dangerous? but It's can, terrifying. Just it's, a guy with a rubber knife. It's terrifying. It's this like, it's, well, it's clearly like an ex-military guy with like a rubber knife and a vest on. And he's just screaming and running after you. Yeah. I don't know. It scared me. It's like a haunted house. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that about sums it up. Um, but yeah, overall, I would give it, uh, you know, I'd give it a thumbs up. I would just say that it's not, you know, I mean, in terms of, uh, you know, challenge wise, I would say that Go Rock is harder. But I don't think it's really supposed to be like the Go Rock. No, it's more, it's, it's more yeah. of a commercial race kind of course. But people were. People are struggling, you know. I mean, yeah. I, feel, I feel like if I my go rock training helped me get through the the thing in, in, a, in a timely like, manner, and I don't want to disparage because I know that a lot of these other things are are difficult. But I feel like if you trained for a go rock tough, you could pretty much do all the other obstacle courses. Oh yeah, I bet. I, I mean, if you're if you're actually, um, it's like swinging yeah. a weighted bat because you yeah. know because you're there's a lot more. Uh, physical involvement, I think, right. in terms of the you know the PT and the I don't know. I mean, there's the running thing is the big thing you'd have to train for differently, I guess, because you don't run I that think much. The hardest, the hardest thing that I did was this thing called hang tough, where you basically you jump on a rope and you have to hang there for thirty seconds, and that was mostly because like I'm a big guy and I suck at pull ups. Yeah, and like honestly, like I always think like in these movies where somebody like is hanging off the helicopter, yeah. you know? Like, there's always that movie where the guy jumps from a building and he grabs onto the, you know, like the bar of the helicopter yeah. uh, landing uh, gear. And I would, I just think to myself, if if that were me, I would make the jump, I would land on the helicopter, but then I wouldn't be able to pull myself up and I would just die <laughs> after the credits started rolling. <laughs> it would just say at the end, like James Bond will not return because he could, didn't have a strong enough grip and fell. I wonder. I wonder if your adrenaline would take over, where you'd be able to you'd be able to hold on. Because I I, don't know, I had I mm, I remember I one time it. as a kid, and I wasn't a particularly strong kid, but there was like a group of of bullies, like when I was like a early teen, that were bothering me mm-hmm. at night, like in a parking lot from school. Mm-hmm. And I remember Go I lift, uh, lifted a, sh- like, uh, at one point, it just, they just they kept bothering me. They pissed me off so much. Uh, I think they pushed a shopping cart behind me, and it hit me in the back, and I turned around, and I got so pissed and was just, like, complete adrenaline where I picked it up over my head and tossed it in their you direction. picked up a shopping cart over your yeah. head? Yeah, and, and it was like it. it was nothing. And That's I remember crazy. being like, how the hell did I do that? Because I've never been able to do that again as easily as that. I feel like <laughs> you're Mighty Mouse. <laughs> it was yeah. weird. Like, it was so weird. I'd never... Like, Jordan, I, Jordan, <laughs> Jordan. Were you on PCP? Yeah. <laughs> was this a... Was it? <laughs> hey, let, let me ask you, Donovan, about the crickets. Yep. Um, <laughs> in your experience... He's on the crickets. <laughs> they, is that something that would make a billy goat puke? Nice. I love I, I love the first blood reference. <laughs> um, Thank you for not calling it Rambo. Puke. Oh, man. That fir- first blood is first blood. You, you don't... It's not a Rambo movie. It's a... No. Uh, it's... 
it's a Rambo movie. No, but uh, <laughs> but uh, you're gonna no, need a actually, lot more body bags. The crickets. Uh, you, I'll, I'll give you a war you won't believe. Uh, <laughs> who else has a Sylvester? <laughs> uh, now we're getting off the beaten path. The crickets. It, you just have to pretend you've had a stroke, it, and then exactly. I, I think that that lends itself to the accent. Exactly. Um, the crickets were uh, tasty. They were roasted, so they it was sort of cheating. Like they weren't live crickets. Were they? Were they seasoned? <clears throat> I think so. <laughs> I, I actually think so. <laughs> Honestly, I think they were like. Well, I don't know. They were salted. I think either that or crickets are just salty. But like, uh, people were taking like one like single cricket because the the whole thing was to pass a challenge. You had to eat a cricket, and I just looked down and I asked one of the guys i was like can i just take a handful and he was like yeah and i like, like took a whole handful and just like threw it through down the hatch and they were actually really they were pretty good um yeah, you're like uh, a real life christian bale from what was it rescue dawn oh yeah rescue dawn speaking of warner herzog that's a crazy weird movie. there you go um one of steve zahn's best performances it, yeah i, I Outside of you've got mail, I would agree. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, I do remember the part in that movie where he, eats, he starts to eat the snake raw, and I'm just like, I don't care how hungry you are. I don't think I would do that, but who am I to judge? And, I'd grab a shoelace and start a fire with a bow and a stick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, it was it was good. I I enjoyed it. I. Uh, you know, it challenged me to a certain extent. Did anybody turn down the cricket? Did they go, I'm just, this yes, is too much. Yes. I'm not going to do it. The girl behind me did. Okay. Um, and you know, whatever. Cause I feel like at what point in the challenge is the cricket thing? Oh, it's a ways in. In yeah. fact, actually there's one, there's one, uh, right after the cricket thing, there's like a part where you have to jump into a, a tank of water and you have to, it's not like, honestly these challenges are so well anyways you have to jump into a muddy tank of water and you have to like uh kind of dive down underneath yeah. like a obstacle and then come out the other side so it's not too terribly difficult but they have signs around it that say like caution snakes and then you see that they've got like rattlesnakes like in cages like off to the sides of these this thing <laughs> And that freaked some people out. Like, oh, and I mean, you know, just you know, I think just having the rattlesnake so near that tank and stuff that, yeah. like, you know, anyways. But, um, but no, uh, it's it was a little later in the in the process. It's after you've done most of the stuff. There was a great little, uh, a great little bit where you have to you have to carry a, a condom full of uh, water. You have to use a condom as a as a water apparatus. <laughs> and I'll tell you what. <laughs> Durex, not a great condom brand. Because <laughs> a lot of people uh, lost their thirsty. water. <laughs> they, uh, they, 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 uh, they definitely uh, didn't didn't hold up. So uh, yeah, I'll just say that. All right, will not be endorsing that. It was also hilarious because there's a bunch of Boy Scouts doing this, and uh, to see all these condom wrappers. <laughs> all over the course. <laughs> it was just like, I was like laughing my ass off. A little bit. I was just like, oh my gosh. Who yeah. knew? 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's something that they would have needed to clear with the Boy Scouts beforehand. Like, oh no, you sign the waiver. How old are these kids? Like, they already know about. The, I think that this to, is I a think, thing, right? I mean, a lot of them are. <laughs> a lot of them are in adolescence. Who knows? I'm, I'm not. I, no comment. Oh, it's just a balloon. Yeah, uh, it's a big water balloon. <laughs> oh big, man, that's crazy. Water well, that, 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 Anyways, uh, that being said, a lot of fun. Bear was cool, and. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a it was a good time. Yeah, good time. Do you do it again? Yeah, if the, if they yeah yeah, I, I I was gonna say I did it for free, <laughs> so now it's it's I Movie Pass has spoiled me basically. <laughs> like now it's like uh, would I pay for it? Uh, I don't know. But um, <laughs> if you know if you have the extra coin, it's a little expensive to be honest for what. For what it is, it's a little expensive. How much That's is it to do? Uh, it was like a hundred bucks, maybe one hundred and fifteen bucks. Was that this? I guess it's like a little more than Go Ruck. Yeah, right? uh, yeah, it's about thirty-five or so more than Go Ruck, or maybe even. Uh, it's more than Go Ruck, and Go. it's definitely super commercial. And like, you get some swag, so I can kind of see, like maybe, but still, it's it's a little pricey. So, um, you know, if you can get a discount, I'd say do it. Gents, it's fall, and you know what that means? You guessed it, pumpkin everything. Now, before you go and start calling me basic, let me tell you about Phoenix Shaving's new fragrance line called Atomic Pumpkin. Now, this isn't your run-of-the-mill seasonal pumpkin pie offering that everybody's doing. This is something a little more sophisticated and alluring. This aftershave and soap line stays within the classic bay rum tradition, but adds a fall spin. Because Atomic Pumpkin Bay Rum is steeped in classic pumpkin pie spices for up to six weeks before the batch is complete. It's like some, it's like a, like almost like a crazy whiskey or cigar or anything that's aged. I'm running out of, I don't, what else is aged? Uh, only whiskey and cigars? Wine? I guess? I don't know. I don't know, guys. I don't know. The point is, I mean, look at these ingredients. There's West Indian Bay, Moro Blood Orange, allspice, cinnamon, ginger, nutmeg, and elemi resin. I don't know what that is, but it sounds festive. This is some fall masculine magic done right, guys. So if you're wanting to step up your grooming game this fall, maybe impress the lady in your life, make a great impression at work or school, then check out this limited edition line by Phoenix Shaving. Just go to gentlemanscofflaw.com slash shave and a portion of anything you buy with that link goes to help support this podcast. So you get to kill two birds with one stone. You support the show you love and you get to fight off ladies with a stick because you smell so damn good. Is that sexist? I don't know. Maybe. But that's why I'm a scofflaw and a gentleman. All right, so that's gentlemanscofflaw.com slash shave and stop being a slave to the drugstore shave. All right, I'm excited to have this guest. Uh, this is actually, I think, the first time we've had a returning guest um, because we're coming on a year since Bobby Henline has been on last, so I think you're right. Uh, Bobby Henline, welcome back. How you doing, man? 
Hey, good to be back. The first one back, that's saying something, right? Yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> Definitely. I don't know what it's saying, but yeah, well, something. it means you're the only one that that came back and that answered our call again is what it means. <laughs> Nobody else wanted to come back. <laughs> no. um, so you've got some exciting stuff going on uh, since we talked last. Um, I'd like to talk about um, the company you work with, Freedom Hard, and what's uh, what that's all about. Let's it, you give us a little bit of backstory on that. Yeah, first of all, Freedom Hard. It's a verb. It's it, yeah. we all freedom, but the question is, how hard do you freedom? I know. You know, really enjoy life to the fullest. Yeah. But uh, Freedom Heart was actually started by a Marine, Chris White, oh, cool. um, just about over a year ago. Uh, Chris started. Freedom Hard back June 2017. Uh, and it's basically after a heartbreak. I mean, that literally that song, Getting Drunk on a Plane, yeah. is technically about Chris. He's <laughs> 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 about to get married and everything fell through right the last minute. So he had the two tickets and he went on his honeymoon by himself. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. That's, that must be rough. <laughs> Where'd he go? Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he, he did. He did. He handled the way any of us would. He yeah. went on a honeymoon, and drank his life away, came back, drank his life away some more. <laughs> oh wow! Trying to figure out what to do next, and a buddy of his said, "Listen, man, you got to do something. I challenge you." Yeah. So that's when Chris came up with Freedom Hard. Cool. That's you awesome. can't waste your life away. You got to live it to the fullest. You know. Yeah, it's, definitely. It's, so that's that's how the brand got started. And Chris started just doing crazy videos of. Something I wouldn't do because of of uh, flashbacks. <laughs> Chris Chris was strapped fireworks to his arms and run around in a bikini shooting fireworks. <laughs> that's that's one way. Of, that's one way of coping. <laughs> Can we? So everybody just everybody just loved him doing his freedom hard life, and then the brand started slowly building from know. that. And I, I was following him ever since. I'm like, yeah, I love what this guy's doing. Uh, <laughs> So I wanted to get involved with him. I, you know, I checked in with him a few months ago and, you know, said, Hey, what's going on with Freedom Heart? I heard you're about to do some whiskey. I heard you're about to do this or that. You're doing all this exciting stuff. How do I be part of this? He says, Oh my God, you're just in time. I'm looking for a teammate. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's so awesome. I, I jumped in with Freedom Heart and, and to, to help pass the word on and build the brand as the chief marketing officer. This sounds really cool. I've never had a title that cool before. <laughs> yeah, it's so like I cool. can do something responsible now. Yeah, <laughs> looks good on a business card. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. When you see, whenever you see that C, whatever. Oh, if it's a C, was it CEO, CFO, CFO? CMO? Yeah, I can never oh, remember man. what what all the what all the different. This different guy's important. But. Whenever you see that on a business card, <laughs> that's it awesome. Cool though, like chief marketing officer, like CMO. What? <laughs> <laughs> CMO. And then you realize all the responsibility that comes with it, and you're like, ah, it's yeah. not, not as cool as I wanted it to be. Damn it. Yeah. I just thought we were going to drink whiskey and play with fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so what uh, what kind of st- brand is Freedom Heart? What kind of stuff do they uh, do they have or, or, yeah, or sell? We're like a total entertainment, like I said, it's a verb. You know, living your life to the fullest, Freedom Harding. Yeah. Um, and the brand, and that's what the brand is, entertainment brand. We have, but our products, you know, we have, we have the typical coffee, the veteran coffee. Yeah. <laughs> we got, yeah. we got the whiskey. We just rolled that out. Uh, cigars, shirts, hats, all that good stuff. With our coffee, though, 
We're giving a dollar for every bag you buy from coffee. We're giving to a nonprofit to help the veterans. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And you get to choose which one it is. We have six on the list right now where we change the things up and, you know, trying to give out to as many organizations as we can. Oh, but wow. We're not telling you a percentage. We're not telling us some proceeds. We'll tell you a dollar for every yeah. bag bought. Oh, wow. We'll go. That's awesome. It's like Hydro Flask. You get to pick your pick your 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 charity. I was gonna say that's yeah, that's pretty <laughs> unique as far as like veterans charities yeah. go to like actually have a whole list to choose from. That's awesome. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of people get pigeonholed, and I know like you know sometimes stuff comes out, and like you're like, oh, you know, I wish like. I wish they would have been handling my money better, you know, whatever, but. Or you'll just see like proceeds go to, you know, veterans and it doesn't right. say anything else. You're like, well, where's right. it going to? Yeah. You got to read that. <laughs> <Yeah>. fine, <print. laughs> That's yeah. cool. Um, so what, uh, I was looking, uh, through your stuff and there's, I mean, this whiskey looks really good. I mean, I mean, I haven't oh, yeah. tried it, but just the bottle looks really cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> right there. That's the marketing job, right? I yeah. I'm doing my job. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what, uh, what kind of like whiskey do you like to drink? And how does that compare to like, you know, someone from Freedom Hard? What makes that unique? You know, I like a smooth whiskey. Yeah. Um, I also like a sweet. I, yeah. I, will, I will give into some apple juice, uh, which I call it. Yeah. A little crown mm-hmm. apple. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I like a sweet whiskey. Uh, but it's really smooth. It's a five-year Kentucky oh, bourbon, nice. basically, in the barrel. And we end up blending it in Houston to make it an American whiskey. So oh, it's wow. a blended whiskey, technically, oh, wow. when you awesome. get down to the technicality of it. Yeah. I, but, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I, that's one thing is I just know that I like whiskey and then – when it gets to the nuances of it, sometimes I'm like, I don't know, like all the terminology, how to describe it, like what, what is a good aging amount of time right. or like what you, know, you see things like they're aged in certain barrels and stuff. It, it's pretty interesting. Or how, even the blended, you know, like what comes with a blended whiskey, you know, like I see like, you know, obviously like blended scotch all the time or, you know blended yeah. Irish whiskey. And, uh, those are actually the ones that I prefer most of the time. Like I'm not super like, you know, I'm not a snob when it comes to whiskey. Like if it like, yeah, I'm like you guys, I had to do some learning, you know, the only yeah. thing I knew if it said Tennessee or Kentucky, it must be good. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, like, and for years, it's funny for years. I didn't, I thought I didn't like whiskey because Every t- like in college, kids are like drinking it in shots, or they're buying the cheap stuff, or they're like it's mixed in with a bunch of other like st- other you know fruity stuff I don't like or whatever yeah. it is. And then I like once I started sipping it just neat, I was like, oh, this is this tastes really good. I actually enjoy drinking mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you add a cigar yeah. in there, and you're you're good to go. As they say. <laughs> you get a lot of people to tell you, oh yeah, just trust me, it's smooth, it's neat. You know, just drink it on the rocks or whatever, yeah. and you're like. Oh my God, this is weird. Like it yeah. tastes good that way. Yeah. But no, this, this truly is uh, tested it myself, proven by these lips. <laughs> it is. <laughs> we'll take your word for it. And we'll actually, we'll have to try some ourselves. They could be. Oh man. Uh, yeah. It, um, uh, we got to try some on the uh, on the, our podcast because we always start off the podcast yeah. with something. So we'll have to get some for one of these upcoming episodes. Yeah, we'll have to get you guys a bottle out there. Right now, we just rolled it out. It's at Total Wines and More in Houston area. Okay. 
And by June fourth, it'll be all over Total Wines in Texas. That's oh, awesome. nice! Yeah, Total Wines my like my favorite place to go in Texas for stuff. My family still lives there, and every time I go back, it's like I stop there because there's good prices and good selection. This is not a commercial for Total Wine, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm always surprised at how much choice there is there when I go. Right. <laughs> well, that's really cool. Um, so, do you? I mean, you you mentioned having flashbacks uh, with fireworks. I mean, do you have? Are you okay with smoking cigars or how are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's long enough. You know, it's just when it gets really down to enough there, I get a little scared. Yeah. Talk too hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, what, what, so I saw that you, you guys have cigars. It looked like you guys had that before the whiskey. Um, tell us yeah, a little bit about yeah. those. And we had the-, the cigars also, um, you know, wrapped in Honduras uh, from the wrapper. But uh, also the Nicaragua built in there mixed together. Oh, nice. It's a really smooth cigar. I'm not a huge cigar guy, but uh, mm. I, I do smoke occasionally with my friends and socialize. And- yeah, that's awesome. Uh, do, do you have a preference of what your usual uh, cigars are, like in terms of what you pick? No, style I, I don't really have a big preference of cigars. Um, I listen to my buddies that are experts. Like, Is this a good one? Yeah. <laughs> that's kind <laughs> of what I do, great. too. I find something that I like, and then I just stick with it. And then I have a lot of friends that will have a bunch of like collections of stuff. And I'm like, but... I'll try other things and I won't like it. And I'm like, I found this one. I'm going to stick with it, which is usually the uh, AJ Fernandez uh, New World cigars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are good. Yeah, yeah I enjoy for those. sure. Or there are Arturo Fuente. Yeah, my brother. My brother actually just started getting into cigars like the last few months, and he's like always sending me texts of like a picture of whatever one he's smoking, and I'm like, oh. That- that looks good. <laughs> you're, you're enjoying life, right? Yeah. Now. You ever get you ever get that thing where you get like a cigar hangover, sort of? Like, have you guys ever experienced that? I've gotten the dizziness for smoking too fast. Yeah, I've, I've I've woken up like the day after having like a great glass of whiskey, and then something about the cigar just like sticks with me for 24 hours it's really weird it's like the taste won't go away like i get this weird like you have to shower and brush my teeth. head <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what you have to do. we've been meaning to talk to you about oh, that oh my Donovan. gosh oh <laughs> hey, yeah, well thanks guys <laughs> you know I got, like, I got some work to do yeah, but, yeah. Uh, we're, we're in the we're in the pipes i don't know if you use ever have you ever smoked a pipe or have you ever tried one i've never smoked a pipe i love the smell yeah mm. and it's it's yeah. a little more it's i mean it's smoother than a cigar a lot of the time and it's less uh less i don't know how would you describe what it's, would be it's more of a well, I, I always kind of like uh i this is kind of a crew way of, way to compare a hookah and a bong <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly i always i always think that like uh to me uh pipes are always like kind of like tea like con- people with like uh tastes and like connoisseurs of tea and then like mm-hmm. cigars are more like coffee that makes sense but that okay. being said i mean like because like you know you get a little bit more of a well I'm not an expert, but I feel like there's certainly more like aromatic kind of, uh, you know, uh, flavors and things to cigars yeah. or to, to pipes, that is, pipe tobacco. Yeah. And you don't get as much of the nicotine hit, really. It's like a tenth of it from like a cigar. It's like it's much lighter. Yeah, that's interesting. That's actually, uh, yeah, that's, that, that is really interesting. 
but like if you like you could get pretty like that's the thing like with the nicotine content if you like smoked a cigar every day you could get addicted to nicotine if you smoked a pipe every day you probably wouldn't it's just so little compared mm-hmm. to the rest mm-hmm. of it yeah but it's it's all it's all it's a, good it's a patient it's a patient art that's for sure it yeah. took it took me like some getting used to for it was like was, a copenhagen and a chew like you know copenhagen i'll be dizzy spinning out of oh, my yeah, mind yeah, yeah, yeah. Do. yeah 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 absolutely <laughs> well maybe that's something that maybe that's next on the docket is uh is a uh, freedom hard pipe tobacco <laughs> you put the on to- there <laughs> pack it in <laughs> you'll have to find that market you it's, know it's funny there's a online i don't know if you've seen this but there's like a, a community of uh uh, what is it called? Uh, it's called uh, Brothers of the Briar, and it was started by veterans. And it's and they all have like the they have like a, a morale patch um, that has a cool like it's almost like our logo, although I didn't copy it from them. They, it has like a skeleton with like a beret smoking a pipe, and um, you know people just take pictures of themselves with their pipe or their pipe, and they have that patch in it, and it's just like tagged on Instagram everywhere. It's pretty cool. But, yeah, it'd be, maybe you could do a collaboration with them. It'd be fun. <laughs> the hot pipe, yeah, hot pipe in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did the well done roast for the coffee. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> the well done roast. Oh, yeah, man. we got the uh, Freedom Hard well done coffee with the flame roast and the fire roast. Oh wow, yeah. that's awesome. I'm getting excited that now. I'm gonna have to buy some coffee because I've been like I've been getting into like all sorts of different like coffee. These days, from different companies and stuff, I'm I'm looking forward to trying your guys's coffee. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's crazy. I, you know, I had to do again, do research on coffee and learn about the roasting and how oh, yeah. the different flavors on the temperature and the length that you roast it, how yeah. it changes the flavor up a little bit. So that that was interesting. Interesting. Yeah, the first sure. first time I figured that out was um, we got an AeroPress for uh, something that we were shooting. We needed one as a prop, and then like I downloaded a, their app. And there's all these different recipes, like, and then the recipes tell you what temperature the water needs to be, how long to steep it, how long to plunge it, all this stuff. And I didn't, and then like, if you follow the different recipes, you actually realize, oh, different tastes. Like, oh, this is a more yeah. bitter taste. This one's more bold. This one's smooth. It's pretty neat. If you use a paper filter or a, or a metal filter. Yeah. <laughs> Out of your coffees, which would you recommend? Do you, are you a big coffee drinker yourself or like? Yes. Uh, yes, definitely. Yeah. The flame roast is, if you like dark, real dark coffee, oh, yeah. flame roast is going to be the darkest one. Nice. And the 1776 is going to be right next to that one. Oh, like, cool. So for the darker roast for sure. Well, I'm gonna have to get that for that uh fourth of, that, fourth, that, fourth. that that post Fourth of July, you know, uh, or that the morning after Fourth of July. I'll have to get yeah. that seventeen seventy six. To get this, to get the cigar taste out of your yeah, mouth. Yeah, that is <laughs> that that and the cold shower should do it. <laughs> yeah, and the uh, for me, if I've had a bad night, I have to do the the thing. What's it called? The pot where it goes up your nose and clears everything out. Oh, the neti pot? Yeah, the, the <laughs> neti pot. I was like, I was like, what are you? What are you? Like? I'm going cocaine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, cocaine does white come powder. from the cocoa leaf. <laughs> it's white powder you put in there, yeah. shake up and water. Yeah, because you're all buzz gets you through the next 24 hours. But that will clean out anything, any cigarness you have in your face. Still, interesting. It. it works really well. Interesting. Yeah. 
Well, so. <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to get some uh, feedback on that from our audience. <laughs> Try it with coffee. I don't know. Maybe it'll uh, maybe maybe the t- uh, it'll give you good detox or yeah. something. <laughs> syringe with coffee up your nose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, somebody's probably tried syringing. Oh, dude, definitely. actually, believe it or not, I, be- I I think this is getting speaking of getting off the rails. There's, I think, I think they have like coffee enemas. In oh. certain places, like down in Mexico, I'm pretty sure that that's like a treatment for cancer or something. Like it's like a coffee enema. I don't know if I would. I, I think I, I might choose death over I that. I think you absorb I, some of the caffeine that way. Though. Oh yeah, I yeah. I think that's what they gave the donkey before the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh. oh but yeah, I couldn't imagine that would be healthy. <laughs> I, I, you don't don't knock it. To you try it. That's what Maybe I say. I, will. <laughs> I feel like that this was. Beckons. I feel like. Are you that, supposed to ground it first or go straight for the bed? <laughs> <laughs> just cowboy coffee. <laughs> right up. Oh man! I don't even want to imagine. Oh. <laughs> uh, or do they let it cool down first? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Right. Mm. The cold brew and you go and Yeah. I'm sure that guys, guys, I'm sure there's a clinic that we can call up somewhere sure. in Panama that will tell us all these things. We should just call one to troll them and then record it for the show. <laughs> yeah. And see oh yeah, yeah. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> just hear the response. <laughs> that's what we that's one of the next episodes. Let's call one. Okay. Oh, yeah. Write that down. We'll get Are you the coffee call. colon people? <laughs> <laughs> Buy your colon coffee now. Colon. Get hot. <laughs> what what's the caffeine level of your of your coffee? Do you know like what your what they are? What's that? The caffeine I'm level? Still, I'm still on the edge. <laughs> it's still, still recovering from that. Uh, from the ima- imagining of the... Uh, the extra dark rectum record. Uh, <laughs> uh, this, the prostate pillar. Uh, oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is getting off uh, the rails. Jordan, <laughs> Jordan, I think what you're trying to ask is, do you have decaf? Yeah, No, I, I don't want decaf. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm wondering, because sometimes there's some coffee I was reading about the other day that's like 700 milligrams of caffeine or something. I'm oh, yeah. like, that's that's too much. I, I don't even think. know. I mean, what is too much? What is too much caffeine at know. the end of the day? That's, that was Jolt Cola, I believe. That's what they call it. <laughs> <laughs> Killing kids everywhere. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, for for no. Dude, when was Joe? Wasn't Joe Cola like in the eighties? Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, I I remember my dad telling me about that, and then like those Monster Energy drinks are like rock stars, which I used to do a lot. Like I got addicted to them in college, and then I got off of it for a while, and then I got addicted again, and then I've been off for like about a month, except for one that I had the other day, but that was just one. Yeah, that was so. just, that, you know, you can quit whenever you want, whatever. <laughs> I can quit whenever I want. It's um, my road trip recipe. You yeah. know, I take a monster and sunflower seeds that keeps me Oh, like, yeah. yeah. That is a good, yeah. sunflower seeds are great for road tripping. The trick with monsters is to actually sip on them over time, and they work. Better. Yes, instead of shotgun. Because if you them. shotgun them, then you just crash hard. But mm. yeah, I don't know. That's that's probably why it wasn't very good for me. But <laughs> <laughs> makes stands to reason. Um. <laughs> so tell us about. So last time we talked, you were doing. Uh, was it the run? Run like you're on fire tour. How did how did that uh, go? Yeah. No, that went great. I did 13 states. Uh, 35 days. I ran 
five Ks in every state. Oh wow! Um, had people come out really. New York somehow signed me up for ten K. They got me. <laughs> oh no! They didn't tell you. <laughs> oh man! They put a big hill there along that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Was that your last one, or was that like? In the middle, no, that was right in the middle there, oh. uh, kind of near the end, but not too bad. Uh, you know, throw throw it in there to keep things fresh. You know, yeah, right. Change, Change it, it up, up a bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. It, it went great. Met a lot of people all over. Thirty five days in a van, like a marine and two other dogs, like yeah. literally dogs. <laughs> that's crazy. That's yeah. Fun. That sounds right. like a road trip movie. <laughs> right. That could have been an awesome. Movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, next time you do something like that, you got to set that up. Again. Yeah. <laughs> um, and since then, too, you've been, I mean, last time we talked about um, your acting career and how you were starting to take more roles. Um, and I saw that you were on an episode of Shameless. Can you tell us a little about, about that? Yeah, that was uh, kind of a crazy phone call. Didn't yeah. expect it. <laughs> I was out in Cleveland having lunch uh, with my manager, and we're sitting there, and she answers the phone. It's like, it's Shameless. Like what? The, the TV show? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah they want to talk to us. Right like, now. okay. So we go speaker and they're talking about, you know, hey, we don't want to offend you. We wrote this part. <laughs> we think you'd be great for it. Uh, and then when they told him my character was Pyro Polly, I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so they did write Finally. it for you. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's not playing the, the the wounded veteran, you know, laying in a hospital bed or yeah. anything like that. Like, we're going to make fun of it. Like, yes, yes, oh, let's do awesome. this. Because every, everybody else has been scared to do anything like that. So I was excited. And that's great. What a perfect show to come out on and make fun of the birds with, right? Yeah. <laughs> now, did that air, is that about to air or is that, did that air already? It aired. It was the last episode of the eighth season. Oh, nice. awesome. I so it, it. I think it, hit, it hits Netflix in October. Oh, awesome. Cool. So they're working on a new season now. I keep waiting for the phone ring. It's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> Bring Pyro Polly back. <laughs> we'll, start a, we'll start a petition amongst our listeners. Yeah, we'll start a, a Facebook petition. Yeah, Bring Pyro Polly back. Yeah, we got. I got to watch it. I've, I've, I haven't I've. seen uh, – I saw the first couple of episodes and really enjoyed it, and then it was like uh, – it was one. It was on an – it's not on HBO, is it? Showtime. 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 Yeah, Showtime. yeah, I had like a trial of Showtime, so I – I got to watch it, but <laughs> then didn't continue because I didn't pay for Showtime. I guess I could. <laughs> you cheap bastard. I know. What I do with like things like HBO and Showtime is I'll pay for it and then I'll watch like a bunch of shows that month that I want to see and then I'll just, you know, stop for a little while and then when something else comes, a new season comes out, I'll do it again. Kind of like a monster yeah. energy drink. Yeah, exactly. I can quit anytime I want. <laughs> well, the hard part, you got to be home at this time still, like regular TV network. Oh, uh, that's true. Like, at a certain time. Yeah. Al- although I feel like, doesn't Showtime have uh, kind of a Showtime go demand. kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you still, I think you have to wait for it to, you know, air and everything like that. It's right, just, it's on for so long. Just do it know. the old-fashioned what, way. What bothers me about uh, Hulu TV shows is the fact that they they put I guess they do sometimes release it weekly mm-hmm. but they've got all the recaps at the beginning of every episode oh, yeah. and like who watches just one episode <laughs> right. of TV anymore right. like just get rid of the recaps <laughs> well sometimes they'll give you the option yeah. to skip it like they'll have like I know on Netflix like they'll give you the option to skip the credits yeah or the recap because you know I haven't they know seen that it people on people binge watch yeah 
We we got to get those Hulu people on the phone. Oh, no, what are they thinking? Yeah, Jeez. <laughs> what the hell? Tail. <laughs> <laughs> While you're at maybe, it, maybe need some coffee enemas. That's what they need. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> get them thinking straight. Make and their mind clear. And while you're at it, give Pyro Polly his own show. <laughs> that could totally be a spinoff. <laughs> that would. Yeah, I'd watch you it. Should, you should write a, a treatment for a spinoff of Pyro Polly. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> oh, I did a little treatment on how to build the character. I tried to yeah. <laughs> make sure they got my hint. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> they probably looked at it and go, oh, this guy's funny. Tossed <laughs> <laughs> it away in the garbage. That's funny. Yeah, what's your backstory? <laughs> I never did that as an actor. I, I, I know it was, I felt bad because everyone I was with was doing that. Like they had their backstories. They had some way. And I was like, yeah, I mean, the script's all I need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, this other stuff. I don't know. Yeah. But then again, they have acting careers and I don't. So that's, that's how it that's how it goes. Um, um, so tell us about. No, this, I can't. T- I was gonna like try and switch the subject, but now I can't. So, um, um, where were you going with? This? I don't remember where I was going. I'm looking at my show notes, and we're all off the path now. It's uh, we, we, war- we warned you, listeners, that this was going to happen. Oh yeah, man's best friend. Can you tell us a little? bit about that yeah yeah again i got reached out to uh about that part and yeah. they asked me to do a read to play a marine gunny nice. um yeah you know being an you know, airborne army guy they're like hey why don't you play a marine gunny and i said like, i guess i can just lower my iq a little bit you know <laughs> oh man <laughs> that's good no i just got done shooting it is it it awesome little part um the movie's gonna come out next spring uh, it's full. Wow, it's really cool because when I read the script, it's about an Afghan veteran Marine that has issues dealing with a traumatic brain injury, his PTSD. It's about service dogs, you know, the bomb sniffing dogs out there. Yeah. Uh, and then also how dogs help us, hmm. you know, once we're back home. And so this whole shenanigan stuff happens. The Marine snaps, okay. um, gets in trouble. And so I come in. And I, he saved my life out in Afghanistan, so I come in as a character witness and help him out in the courtrooms. Oh, nice! That sounds so good. It's it really cool doing the, doing the scenes the other day. I mean, it's like two, two days ago. Oh yeah! Wow. <laughs> um, I was in doing the scenes out in Michigan, and hmm. it's pretty it's exciting. It's the most dialogue I finally got. You know? Oh so yeah, that's awesome for me. When is that? Do you know when they're aiming for that release? Or they're looking at June or uh, uh, spring nineteen. Spring nineteen. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, they're still out there filming it and then do all that, you know, you know, all that fun stuff, some film festivals, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to get a sneak peek of some film festivals before the spring. Yeah. We'll have to have fun. you back on before that to promote the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds great. awesome. Yeah. Oh, also, we were out there, we were shooting the Animal Planet. Oh, really? So I'm in Michigan, I'm shooting with Animal Planet and doing the movie thing at the same time. Oh, that was wow. stressful. What was, what was <laughs> the Animal Planet thing? So Animal Planet is a show uh, coming out. Um, I'm gonna mess up the name. No, I'm gonna get this. Why can't I think of her name to the rescue? Totally blanking right now. Uh, Amanda to the rescue. Oh, okay, cool. So um, I don't know if you ever seen on social media the little dog Duncan Luhu. Mm-hmm. He's the boxer has two front legs. Oh yeah, yeah. He's it. running around the beach carrying a stick. He's doing all this cool stuff. Yeah. So his rescue is Amanda rescued him and her husband Gary. So they rescued him and Amanda does a lot of things with, with these rescues. Um, rescuing dogs with hospice, mm. uh, missing legs, amputation, stuff like that, that no one wants. They try to rescue and give them a good life 
for the rest of their time. And if they can get them a new home and rehabilitate them, they'll get them into a new home. So, Oh, that's nice. That's what Amanda Rescue is going to be about. It starts uh, in August. Oh, wow. And you're and so, you're a big part of that? Or is that like... Uh, what, definitely be in one of the episodes. Cool. So, um, there, so like we got Duncan, the scenes uh, Duncan did a scene with me in the movie. Oh, okay, cool. cool. Oh, that's and then awesome. along with that, shooting their shooting their special, their stuff. Uh, I hung out with Duncan. We did some meet and greets together. And we thought it was kind of cool for the two amputees to go out and meet some people together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it's it's really oh man, the dog is like it just so shows like the dog is happy. You know, yeah. people are really upset that he, they gave him the surgery and they took off his back legs because they were fused together. Yeah. So they, the owner decided to take his legs off. They could try to give him a little wheelchair, but Duncan didn't like it. He just took off on his hind legs without the chair. He didn't. He didn't walk with the chair. He didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, "Oh my god, he has two legs!" And then Gary's like, "Shh, he doesn't know it." Don't tell him. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> you know, it's just our mindsets. What do we put our mind to? You know, this dog is, is showing us that. You know, a lot of wounded veterans come back and show us that. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter how you're born, what you look like, you what you lose. Yeah. It's how you how you keep continuing the fight. Yeah. So I can't wait to see that too, and everybody else to see more more Duncan. Oh, that'd be awesome! I feel, feel like that. that's it. Yeah, I say I say more of me. Duncan has way more followers than I do. So, uh, <laughs> Maybe there'll be some Duncan crossover. For hanging out with me. <laughs> yeah, that's always that's always what ha- so like disheartening when you look on Instagram and it's like it's like you know this cockatiel has has one million followers. <laughs> I mean, look at you know a cute amputee veteran is, yeah. is you know that's cute. Yeah, but it's adorable when the little doggy is missing legs. And he's exactly. So yeah. And he's happy. <laughs> exactly. I get angry. He gets happy. <laughs> That's funny. Oh man. Um, well, let's let's shift gears for a little bit uh, and talk about some of the work that you and uh, your is it your partner uh, over at Freedom Hard and are you guys are working with veterans against uh, United Against Suicide these days? Yes. Yep. Actually, uh, he's on an airplane over to London right now. Oh wow, it's probably in the air. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna do a silky run. Oh really? Yeah. Speaking of which, so, oh, you got for for, <laughs> for, for for yeah for for the listener, Jordan just uh, exposed himself uh, and his and his ranger panties. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that, that's uh, you know that's what Chris does. Uh, yeah. Chris White Freedom Mart. That's what he, he did. He organizes silky runs and stuff to you know prevent awareness our career awareness for veterans suicide prevention nice. and so uh some guys in the uk were talking to them say hey you know we we don't have a va out here we don't have what you guys have with the uh non-profits you have out you know we have here in the states yeah. you know we think we got a bag they didn't get the you know the general public supporting them like that wow so you said, the, said hey, in, you know, they don't uh, have sorry. the they don't have the general public supporting them over in the uk I mean, they support it but not like ours we have yeah. a lot of these uh Nonprofits that That's do a lot for us, huh. they don't they don't have that as much over there, especially with the suicide prevention. Wow, wow. yeah, yeah. Um, as you know, the Prince does a lot of stuff um, in between both countries, you know, helping us out, working mm-hmm. together with us, but not really with the suicide prevention so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so we decided to uh, Chris said, "Hey, let's do a, a silky hike and yeah. let's do it in London." And this is like, like last month. They're like, "All right, we got it. It's planned. Let's go." Oh wow, it's that quick. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah my crazy schedule didn't allow me to make it out there. 
But uh, hopefully this is just the first of any. Yeah, that'd be fun. Let me know if you guys do one in L.A. I'll, what's I'll be the, there with my what's, silkies. Yeah, what's the silky run like consist of? Is it just <laughs> is it is it like a 5K or what's the what's the deal? Yeah, it's a little longer than 5K, but it's basically just the fun stuff. You're shooting off your colors or red, white, nice. blue smoke, and you're running a little like you know, ranger panties with no shirt and just ah, create awareness and run around. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Sounds like when, a... when a bunch of veterans run through town, barely wearing anything, people go, "What's going on? What's happening?" <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, people people just look at them and they're like, "Hey, they're liberated." <laughs> in any other part of the country, if it were like in West Hollywood, however, that would just be that a, might be. Yeah, you <laughs> might have some. <laughs> you might want to be careful. Might people whole might other, get the wrong idea? Other, yeah, it just depends where it's happening. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Some people might say you'd be asking for it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know if I'd want to mess with any of those guys, uh, even if they're, if, even if all they were wearing was silkies. Yeah, I know. Oh, boy. Yeah, well, that's, that's You said just asking for it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> with a K at the end? Yeah, with a K. Okay. Annunciation is very important. It is. Days. Very important on podcasts. Well, that's great. That's awesome that you're that uh, you guys are reaching across the pond and helping those guys out. Because that's something I was actually just talking with a buddy about recently. It's just the fact that, you know, you, you know, we're obviously, you know, all in Western culture and stuff, but you forget about... Uh, you know, people in just other countries and how different it is. You know, I never, I never thought about, you know, uh, the veterans over in the UK having a hard time, you know, or, or what kind of support that they yeah, have right. as far as that goes. And I mean, obviously we're so, you know, embroiled in our own issues here with, uh, the VA and with, you know, uh, veteran suicide. But I think like, you know, your, your message about even just the, the state of mind and perspective, you know, when you were talking about the dog, I mean, that's like, yeah. uh, you know, it's just not to <laughs> not comparing people to dogs necessarily, but like it is a, uh, it is something that people need to remember is that like, you know, sometimes it's, it's a matter of, uh, kind of where you're at mentally and emotionally. Exactly. Totally, totally mentally and knowing you're not alone, yeah. knowing that you can do whatever you want to do if you put your mind to it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and that, and I, I, I love like just the, the message that you're sending with freedom hard too. Cause that's something I was thinking about on Memorial day. It's just like, like that's the kind of stuff that people really ought to be thinking about. It's just like, you know, all these guys who died for our freedom, it's like, what would they be doing if they were still alive? You know, they'd be living right. it out, you know, they'd be, you know, having a good time, you know, doing American things. So it's uh, right. There's a great thing about freedom hard. It's not just for America. You know, we're going over to UK. Yeah, absolutely. Be, yeah. be proud of where you're from, and you know, create that patriotism. Yeah. You know, for wherever you're from. Yeah. You know, we don't need 9/11 to happen where everybody should be flying flags. That should mm -hmm, be something mm -hmm. we should be doing all the time. Be proud of our country. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, we get that. I understand too. Like where we are in Los Angeles, there's kind of this history of this kind of you know, contentious kind of relationship with the military in general, like at least in Hollywood mm -hmm. that, yeah. that always like that always, I like that always, you know, drove me nuts. And that's why it's important with, with a show like this, we're based in Hollywood, we're both filmmakers, but I, to build that, that bridge with veterans, we have a lot of veterans on our show and we, we, you know, that's something that, that, that we should do more of is have that bridge between civilians and veterans and, and understanding what you guys go through and how we can help. And I don't know. Yeah. We got a, a movie at Tim film festivals right now called surviving hope. Oh yeah. 
And it, and they oh, called I've me heard of that. Eight, yeah. Yeah. He's called me for eight years. Oh, wow. Um, I'm one of the subjects and then there's four or five main subjects, but we're talking from World War II, Vietnam, Desert Storm and today's oh, wars. So you get a perspective from different generations too. That's yeah. awesome. Oh, See wow. that, you know, that's actually something that like, Somebody was talking about this recently, how, you know, in order to understand modern day problems, it, it's a history lesson. You know, you have right. to, that's why a lot of people don't want to, they don't want to deal with it because you have to go back just years and years and years, sometimes centuries to figure, figure this stuff out because it's, you know, usually a constant thing. But, um, but that's, uh, that, that actually sounds really interesting to get that, you know, multi-generational perspective on kind yeah. of, you know, oh, yeah, it's amazing. When I finally got to see it, you know, and I yeah. knew my part, they're filming me, but I never met the other subjects until yeah. the film was done. And so recently we've been to film festivals taking that around. And I just love watching every time. I learn something every time, something new. Is that available streaming or is that coming out soon or is it just still yeah. making the circuit it's with the festival? Still making the circuit, trying to find the, you know, the distribution right now. Man, I'd watch that in a heartbeat. I mean, even just not even just being like a, a fan of the military and, and interested in that stuff. I mean, I'd just be curious to kind yeah, of, Yeah, that's what know. they want to use it for, to kind of connect the civilian and yeah. the military to make that connection. And I think it's going to do well. Yeah. Yeah. A lot to be learned certainly from, you know, veterans and, and just seeing, you know, how, how, you know, I mean, because everybody has problems, you know, so right. it's like, it really all comes down to, you know, uh, finding your mission is what I hear a lot with yeah. veterans, you know, and like with your friend, even starting freedom heart. I mean, you know, he, he not only was coming off of, you know, I mean, he was, he was, he's a veteran, right? right. Well. Yeah. He's Marine. a veteran. Yeah. He's a Marine, but he also like just went through what, is sort of normal for a lot of people, which is heartbreak, you know? Exactly. So it's like to find your mission after any sort of trauma that you go through, it's really important. So, uh, that's awesome that you guys are passing that on. Yeah. Kind of help that. And definitely the main focus there, veteran suicide prevention. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we're even starting a, a nonprofit working on that. It's actually called veteran suicide prevention project oh. where we're getting names of veterans that have died by suicide oh, wow. and we're making dog tags. And so we'll have another veteran take an oath that they won't do the same thing. And they wear that dog tag to remember. Oh, wow. And we're, we're also moving it on to first responders also. Oh, wow. So that's that's another thing we're brewing on right now. That's awesome, man. When that's when that's up and running, seriously, just whenever you want. Yeah, come, let us know if we can let help. Us know. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Will do. But but in the meantime, we'll buy plenty of your whiskey and a few cigars <laughs> and some coffee and for we'll some animas, some sit, coffee for yeah, some animas. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I wish I was in Texas right now because I would grab a bottle and bring it with me. Uh -huh. I'll be in oh, LA no. in a couple days. Dude, oh, we, well, we uh, hang out if you're yeah. you got any downtime. I know you got a busy schedule, but <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get some teeth yanked out and some fun stuff uh, oh, at UCLA. So I'll be in Westwood. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that actually, I'm see, I, I'm a USC grad, so I totally understand uh, going through pain at UCLA. It's uh, <laughs> it's rough over there. They'll definitely take your teeth, They'll have the yeah, gold get, out of your if teeth. Runs in a basketball team, make sure they keep clapping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 well, well, Bobby, if people want to look for your stuff right now, where can they find you? <laughs> of course, you know, you find me, Bobby Hanna, any social media and Freedom Hard. We're all over the place. FreedomHard.com. If you want to check out our products and their brand and everything that's happening next. All right. Perfect. Nice. Thank you, uh, Bobby Henline, everybody. And uh, thanks for coming on again. We'll have you on yeah, thanks, again man. and again and again. Um, Appreciate it, brother. <laughs> all right. Thank let's you. go to a quick break and we'll be back.
right, uh, coming to a close here. Um, you know what time it is, guys? It's time to uh, announce uh, what we're giving away this week, which, uh, you know, this is uh, always what we do here. We give away an aftershave and cologne mm-hmm. from Phoenix Shaving. And this week, we have a little uh, bottle of, it's called Al Finn. And uh, let me see here what the, what the description is from the, from the there's, uh, there's a very uh, lovely mermaid on yeah, the cover. Yeah, the, the bottle is really cool. It's got a mermaid on the cover. It's got a little shamrock. I think I dated that mermaid. And uh, is it a shamrock? It's a little shamrock between the two names. But it's orange. It is orange. Um, all right. So from uh, Douglas Smythe, who is the uh, you know the master blender here at Phoenix Shaving, Indeed. he writes. Um, this on the design, he says, this comes from a classic all-time favorite of mine from Hans Christian Andersen, public domain. So that's why he could do this. It's public oh, domain. Oh yeah. He said I manipulated it and put uh, pushed some of the elements around to give it an Art Nouveau feel. I think the artwork truly represents what's inside the bottle and adds to the whimsy. So what is inside the bottle? It looks like he's got rose water, whimsy, menthol, aloe. Essential oil fragrances. Um, it's a very nautical kind of uh, kind of feel to it. Yeah, it was- that's one thing I really love about the Phoenix Shave products is the artwork is always astounding. Yeah, it's true. It's cool. always unique too. It doesn't follow one theme. It's always very specific to whatever they're trying to get with the scent. Yeah, they're like Pokemon. Exactly. You want to collect them all. In this case, uh, it evokes a certain feel uh, that I imagine uh, one would. One would uh, one would get after being dragged down by a mermaid and uh, you know uh, <laughs> escaping and, and waking up on a beach somewhere and with a bad bump on. The what, head. what are your favorite Phoenix Shave scents that you guys have? I I mean I'm always a big Tombstone. I like Tombstone a lot, and I like the Sundown are my two favorite ones. Um, I'd say Sundown and Tombstone are also yeah, my favorite. Sundown Tombstone. What about you? I Johnny would choose. Uh, so Tombstone is high up there on my list. It, it's really unique and. Also on my list, I have CAD, which I think is really quite pleasant. Yeah. It was actually the first one I got. And uh, Atomic Bay Rum. Oh, yeah. Those would be my my top three. Yeah, I actually have the Atomic Bay Rum uh, pomade that I and, use. Uh, and you know, his other stuff's great, too. I have Enigma Machine. That's that's pretty uh, that's pretty good, too. Cold Spices I like. Uh, and what I find is great about um, Phoenix Shave is you can get the samples yeah, so they're like ninety nine cents for for a sample. So you could try a bunch of different ones and figure out what it is that you like best. Yeah, and those samples go a long way too. They really do because, like, I use my uh, aftershave after I shave. No pun intended. It sounds like a pun. No joke intended. Lazy, but just um, lazy. But I also just use it like as a cologne. Like when I'm not shaving that day, I dab a little bit on and it's like it, it doubles up as both. And it's like, yeah. it's a big bottle of cologne. Like if you bought a bottle mm. of that size of cologne from like, I don't know, some sort of uh, designer that, that marks some, it up, it'd be like gyp- over a hundred bucks. Some gypsy on the street. Yeah. It'd be like over a hundred yeah. bucks. And yeah. this like, one of these bottles for me lasts me about six months. Which is pretty good. I'm using it for shaving mm-hmm. and as cologne. You yeah. Know? I don't yeah. Know. Now, to be do. fair, you did have a beard for about 
three or four months. Yeah, so that's true. But I, I did, think you're cheating, Jordan. Maybe I am cheating. But I still, think you're then. cheating. I think we need to launch an investigation. <laughs> Let's get Robert Mueller in here. We're gonna we're gonna oh, get to the bottom. So. <laughs> so anyway, if you want to enter in for that giveaway, uh, follow us on Instagram and uh, just uh, you know you have to repost that and uh, you'll be entered into the giveaway. We'll link to it in the show notes. What what what? what how can other people support the show? How can pe- how can pe- listeners support the show, John? Well, we have uh, Patreon, of course, and if that does not suit your fancy, we have a lovely shop. Oh yeah, which is available at. Uh, at uh, gentlemanscofflaw.com. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for saving me there. Uh, <laughs> what kind of things you, you could get? Uh, you could get a, a flask. Oh, yeah. That's um, a nice flask. We, we've got t shirts, mugs, uh, pens, and uh, bumper stickers. Wait, did and you say pens? The wooden I don't cereal. think we have pens. We, we're working on pens <laughs> and um, those wooden cereal bowls. There's still something we're aiming for in the not you too distant future. On, on the cereal bowls, John, how about you just make them? How about you get a lathe <laughs> and then you make them? If you make the bowls, I will, br- I will buy the brand to put our logo on them. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I'll, I'll put it on my list. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening and supporting the show. And uh, I guess that's it for this week. Donovan, you are a gentleman in a scofflaw, my friend. Thank you, sir. Johnny Boy, you are a gentleman, but not a scofflaw because you're 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 uh, you're not you're not smoking in the office. So uh, you're I'm not sorry. The law. You're playing by the rules, but. You're an honorary scofflaw, my friend. You're both uh, wonderful fellows. The end. (laughs) All right. You guys have a great week. This has been the Gentleman Scofflaw Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Visit us on the interwebs at gentlemanscofflaw.com. Captain says, his ass on the river, we ain't getting home if we don't break through. So damn cold, I can't help but shiver. Rise and shine, we got work to do. Hey!